Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the New Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 28. I think this is going to be a a pretty fun episode because I'm going to talk about embarrassing yourself. I think personally, that's something I've gotten pretty good at, uh, intentionally good at rather, and I think it's really done wonders for me. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the power of embarrassing yourself and why that's so important when it comes to being vulnerable, because I think being vulnerable is really an essential quality of being happy and just fulfilled in life. Quick reminder before I get into it, to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Again, I do these episodes Mondays and Wednesdays. And once you've hit subscribe, wherever you're listening, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever, you'll get them as soon as they're released. Um, And they're always up first thing in the morning. Like I put them up really, really, really early. So if you're a morning person or you have a commute or something like that, if you hit subscribe, they'll just be there waiting for you uh, as soon as you're ready to rock. So thank you again. I appreciate you. So let's get into it. I've said this before, uh, but I am far from perfect. Um, You know, I've got a lot of work to do. But I will say that I am the first to admit that very thing. And I think I think that's powerful. Um, And I'm not saying that to try to convince you of how in touch I am with myself or anything like that. I'm this way because I've learned the incredible value of being vulnerable. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And again, that word saying that you need to be vulnerable, that sounds like something that would come out of Dr. Phil's mouth or something like that. So I want to boil it down to something that's what I think is is a bit more relatable. And then I'll get back to what I I think it really means to be vulnerable and why I think that's important. You know, I think the most uh, self-aware people, people who are happy, people who are progressing in life are those who are not afraid to embarrass themselves, plain and simple. You know, these are people who are moving forward faster in life than anyone else because they lack fear. They lack fear of embarrassment or judgment. Um, And that leads to incredible personal breakthroughs or career breakthroughs for them. I really believe that. And again, I'll get back to the whole vulnerability thing because I think they go hand in hand and it's important to realize what being vulnerable means. But in the immediate, I want you to ask yourself a question. 
I want you to ask yourself, am I willing to humiliate myself? Am I willing to embarrass myself? If you say no to that, then I, I think you should ask yourself, why not? But more importantly, I think you should ask yourself, you know, when is the next opportunity when you can? And I, I, I think it's crazy how much we are terrified of embarrassing ourselves. I really do. I mean, like I look back at my life uh, and I was kind of always that way. You know, I was I was terrified of public ridicule, of any ounce of embarrassment or judgment. You know, I was a pretty good athlete in high school, but I was always terrified of making a mistake on the big stage that held me back. Same when I first started in my career in Chicago. You know, same when I first started my businesses. Um, you know, same in my social life when I moved to Chicago and meeting new people and dating around and everything. You know, it would be like, yeah, God, you know, if, if I embarrass myself in front of my coworkers or my boss or my clients or anyone, you know, it would it'd be all be over for me. I could never survive that. You know, and I'm, I'm saying this right now. If you could see me, I'm kind of shaking my head because I think that's such a dumb mentality. It's so dumb. You know, like I get fired up just thinking about that one. You know, there's that question that's like, if you can go back in time and tell your teenage self or whatever something, what would it be? I think mine would 100% be to just crave being embarrassed, to seek it out early and often as much as you can. Um, and why? Why is that? I think it's because that's the key to being good at anything, anything in life. You know, thinking about when you first learned a skill or a sport or language or whatever. At first, you sucked at it. I could, I could guarantee you that. I don't think there's anyone who was immediately good at skateboarding or speaking Chinese or coding or public speaking or flirting or stand-up comedy or anything like that. No, like you first you tried that skill for the first time and you sucked at it in a big way. But I think if, if you think back to your experience in that moment when you were first trying, you didn't really care if you sucked at it. You didn't really care if you embarrassed yourself because you were an absolute beginner and that's expected of a beginner, right? But as we get older and all of a sudden there's like there's, there's no inherent baseline for what's expected of you anymore, all of a sudden you kind of develop this more aggressive fear of embarrassment. You start thinking that people expect certain things of you. And if you under deliver or mess up or embarrass yourself, it's all over. But I think that's such a whack way to think of things. I think whack's the, the, the right word there. And, you know, I think it's whack for a couple of reasons. You know, first there's, there, there's that quote that says, if, um, if you want to be good at something, you first have to be willing to suck at it. You first have to be willing to be bad at it. Right. And I think that's so true. And again, this is a self-development podcast. So I'm not talking about learning a skill here or learning a sport or learning a language. I'm talking about just being a freaking amazing human being who loves life, who is just surrounded by amazing people and is living a passionate and purposeful life. You know, if you want to do that, which I think you do if you're listening to this, if you want to be your best self, for lack of a, a better cliche phrase, you, you have to be willing to suck at it first. You have to be willing to stumble and fall and fail and embarrass yourself. Again, it's the same as any skill, right? If like if you want to learn how to ride a unicycle, you're going to start and fail and fail and fall and, and gradually get better until you're, you know, riding a unicycle. I think the same applies if you want to be your best self. And again, we want that. So then why then are we not willing to do what it takes? I think it's kind of insane. 
you know, but again, I, I totally get it. I'm not, I'm really not trying to preach this. I really get it. You know, I've talked about my journey before being kind of, uh, growing from being kind of timid just in general, you know, not a lot of confidence. And now (laughs) again, to my point in previous episodes, I say insane, ridiculous things. I walk around demanding that my friends and coworkers call me daddy. Like it's just weird stuff. And maybe that's just cause I'm weird again, but I've gotten to the point where I've really taken this idea to heart, right? This idea of seeking out embarrassment because I know it's essential to growth. And again, I wouldn't say that I necessarily seek out embarrassing moments. That sounds oddly intentional. Um, but I'd say that I'm much more willing to take a swing. I can't, my mentality now is that of, you know, shoot or shoot, right? You know, so I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about that thing or those things um, and that you want to do or that you want to become or that you want to improve upon or adopt or whatever. Think about that thing. Now, I want you to think about, like, what is it that's holding you back? And I want you to think specifically about it. And again, I'm not, if it's something like money or a skill set or something like that, that's not what I'm talking about. If there's a legitimate reason, okay. But if it's, if it's anything within the realm of, you know, fear of looking like a beginner or judgment or fear of failure or fear of um, looking silly, I think you need to wake up. I think you need a little bit of a wake-up call. You know, what are those reasons? You know, because I can tell you right now from my perspective, from my um, y- you know, last couple of years of experience, that if those reasons are based on what other people might think, then you're really screwing yourself over big time. And again, for me, this comes back to regret, the idea of regret. You know, in 20 years, when I'm 50, I would hate to look back and think of all the times that I held myself back because I didn't want to be embarrassed. That's no way to live, you know, and that's not your purpose in life. And as much as I think that the, call it the cliche meter would break for this next thing I'm about to say, I think it's true. There's that quote that says like, you know, do one thing a day that scares you. I think it's really true. I think that if it scares you, it's likely because you're scared of being embarrassed because of that thing. And if that's the case, I really think you should do it. I think it's that simple. And the best way, I think, to adopt this mentality is to start small. You don't have to do grand gestures like make a big speech or storm into your boss's office and speak your mind or try to pick up women at a club or whatever. I think you just need to start small. I said it before, I think, in in another episode, but I've really adopted this 15-second rule. If an idea, especially in my case, something social like saying something or going up to someone or sending an email or making a call, whatever... I act on that idea within 15 seconds. Any longer, and I found that personally, I'm, I'm likely to come up with some kind of excuse or rationalize not doing it. So 15 seconds is kind of my threshold. You know, act on it and go. I think you should start doing that more often. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with 
BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. And also, I think that once you start doing these kinds of things and realize that acting on, you know, your impulses or acting on things that you want to do, it'll make you proud of yourself. And that in turn increases your self-esteem, which in turn makes you more confident. And round and round we go. And voila, next thing you know, you'll start craving it more often. And I really like this process because now, personally, I find myself craving just doing things that I've never done before. I start craving doing things that used to make me nervous because I imagined previously myself being embarrassed doing them. And now I love doing it. I just love the experience. You know, again, these little small things, like crazy things, like everything from just like trying to cut in lines to asking for upgrades to just saying ridiculous things to people, to flirting, to grunting at the gym, like whatever. I don't know. Anything that you might have previously thought would be embarrassing and you didn't do it. Small little things. And there's this story on Reddit. If you're familiar with Reddit, it's one of the, the most popular sites, but it's basically people submit, uh, you can write whatever you want and submit stories or whatever. And my favorite story I've ever read was on Reddit and it had me dying reading it. Uh, but in the context of this episode, I think it makes sense. It's basically this guy who's writing, talking about his experience firsthand. And he, he shares this story about how he thought it would be funny. He went over to his girlfriend's parents' uh, house for dinner. And he thought it would be funny to pretend to his girlfriend's parents that he didn't know what a baked potato is. And he decided to do it because the idea just popped into his head because he wanted to make a good impression. And he thought it would be kind of funny and illustrate to them that he's amusing and clever and quick and whatnot. <laughs> anyway, the whole story is just hilarious and it backfires. Um, but essentially what happens, I'll, I'll give you the spark notes because I think it's really funny, uh, is when this potato is served to him, the guy starts acting very interested. He shows this expression on his face that he seems confused kind of astounded uh, but kind of just in a curious interested way and the parents start to notice they seem a little confused they don't say anything so he asks he goes oh this looks interesting you know what is it and they kind of look at him and the mom says it's a baked potato and he goes oh interesting uh, a baked what is it again <laughs> they're like a, a potato 
He's like, oh, a potato. Oh, interesting. Never heard of a potato. Looks looks pretty good. And then I guess like they just didn't realize what he was doing. Uh, and at, at this point, he's like, oh, you know, shit. You know, I, if I, I'm gonna be really embarrassed and humiliated to admit that this is a bad joke, so what he decided to do was just commit to it. <laughs> just commit to acting like he didn't know what a potato was. And you know, they start to ask him like, <laughs> they go, you really don't know what a potato is? You've never heard of potato? And he just goes with it, saying. You know, yes, I've never heard of a potato. I've never eaten a potato. I don't know what the word potato is. And he goes on for a while. And then his girlfriend starts getting in his face. And then he just becomes more and more insistent that he doesn't know what a potato is. And he again, he decides to commit 100% to this act and that he doesn't know what a potato is. And then the father gets up, stands up and screams, you know, enough is enough. You're, you know, you're fucking with us. Admit it. And he goes, sir, before this day, I've never heard of a potato. I still don't know what a potato is other than some kind of food. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, anyway, there, it goes on and on and on. Eventually they ask him to leave and it's a really funny thing. It's a really funny story. But I think it's relevant. Or maybe I just, I just wanted to share that story. But the point is, you know, this guy had an idea. He acted on it. And sure, Sure, it went horribly wrong. I think we could agree. And it was embarrassing. But that's part of the process. And I think if you were to ask him now, you know, he's stronger for it because, you know, I doubt many things beyond that can bother him. So if that makes sense, I mean, I don't think this is an earth shattering concept. Certainly not. I'm sure you've recognized it. Right. You know, but I wanted to do an episode on it because I've seen firsthand just the the incredibly transformative power of this mentality. It really does serve to show you that who cares if you're embarrassed? You know, no one really cares. And if they do care, you won't because you'll have realized that as part of the process. But more importantly, I think you also realize that you can do anything. I know that's cheesy, but I think you'll learn that you have the power to act on the things that pop into your head, that pop into your heart. And that's what makes you a human being. And that's what makes you so incredibly capable of doing amazing things. You know, and that's what arms you with the ammunition to just make incredible life breakthroughs, to connect with other people and have massive impact in the world. I think those are all things we all want. And, you know, why? Why is that? Because, you know, when you when you realize this, when you recognize that and are willing to embarrass yourself and fall flat on your face, you're being vulnerable back to this. And that's a big word. It's laden with a lot of feelings. And I'm not the biggest feelings guy. I'm working on it. But, you know, so when I say vulnerable in this context, I'm talking about just kind of owning your own bullshit. Being vulnerable means just owning your shortcomings and saying, hey, you know, this is all I've got right now. Uh, If it's not good enough, then, oh, well, but, you know, here goes. I'm going to give it my best shot. You know, it's saying I'm comfortable with my shortcomings. I'm comfortable being honest. I'm comfortable with my own weaknesses. And I think that's a really, really powerful thing. You know, I, I could see why vulnerability is probably like a really token word when it comes to relationships, you know, because it builds trust. When you're vulnerable, you're, you're not hiding anything from anyone. You're owning your bullshit. And as a result, you know, people bond, you know, people find trust in you. Outside of the relationship context uh, and, you know, more in the realm of just becoming your best self, when you're vulnerable with yourself, you don't hide anything from yourself. You don't bury anything deep down inside. You embrace it. And the result from that 
isn't powerful. It's just an incredibly, um, you know, built up level of self-esteem, you know, and it's easy for you to be when I'm saying this, like, oh, you know, some people, it's easy for them to be vulnerable, right? It's easy for, you know, her to be vulnerable with certain things because she's, you know, smoking hot and people just overlook whatever vulnerability she's embracing or, hey, you know, that guy can get away with being vulnerable because, you know, he's really successful or rich or whatever. And no one cares about that shortcoming because of that. And sure, that might be true. That might help a little bit. But I think the power of vulnerability transcends other qualities like that. It's powerful. You know, to my point earlier, it builds a bond. It's a mature thing to do. It's, it's really a power move. And I like that word. I think being vulnerable, being willing to be embarrassed, it's the ultimate power move, both relative to others and yourself. Because, you know, when you're genuinely and authentically vulnerable, I'm confident that you've moved beyond just silly little fears of being embarrassed and you're on your way to great personal breakthroughs. And, you know, you, know, you might be saying, well, what does that really look like? I can't say for sure, to be honest, because as good as I am at being vulnerable with myself, which, you know, I know I am, I know what makes me tick, what motivates me, what I'm afraid of, and so on and so forth, I'm still kind of working on being open and vulnerable more so with others, right? It's something I struggle with. It happens. Everyone's got their things, you know, but I'm aware of it. So it's a starting point. And to last episode, if you listen to last episode, because of that, you know, I'm no, I know I'm going to be just fine. Anyway, you know, for me, vulnerability is simply doing things that scare you so that you can grow, you can experience that thing or those things, and you can move forward as a result. Being vulnerable means you, you, you don't back down from anything that's uncomfortable. In the context of this episode, I wanted to start with this idea of not being afraid to embarrass yourself because I think that's the best way to move towards being open and vulnerable. If you can fight the fear of embarrassment that exists in all of us, I think you can move closer to being more self-aware and in touch with yourself because you'll come to realize just how freaking awesome and resilient you are. And you'll come to really identify what's important to you. And that'll make you powerful. That'll make you strong. That'll make you resilient and vulnerable. So I'll probably do an episode on being vulnerable, but in the immediate and to kind of just close this episode, I really encourage you to just be more willing to embarrass yourself, plain and simple. And I'm not saying, you know, you need to go out and be goofy or some kind of comedian or anything like that. I'm saying, you know, go embrace kind of a 15 second rule mentality and just act without fear of judgment. You know, when you start doing that consistently, you'll build your self-esteem. You'll come to not only understand what you're capable of, but more so that when you're willing to do this, when you're willing to own your own bullshit, to own your own feelings, to own how you react to things, you'll realize that you can become openly vulnerable. And that's a powerful thing. So that's it. I'm going to stop there. Again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I like to keep things short and sweet. If you did, if you enjoyed it, uh, I'd love to throw me a follow on Instagram at case.kenny and let me know. Shoot me a DM. We can chat there. I'd love to chat with you. So until next episode, I'm out.
son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project UP, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.